What up, everybody? This is Prince Glasson, and you're tuned in to Turntable Lab Radio with special guest, DFA recording artist Sin Kane in the house. Today, we're going to do a special J. Della tribute set. First, let's do Turntable Lab's current rotation. Turntable Lab Radio.
See them full clips spark ridiculous. You know, cause we don't give a fuck. Ain't no bitchin' us. We in the 4.6 deluxe. With enough ice on the wrist to cut it. And who get it cracking off? But mm. y'all niggas be jacking off and knacking all bitch. Can all get back slapped in y'all shit. And all my niggas got dough. And with y'all got beef with the 5-0. And this game called survival. Only the strong survive. All my niggas ride, legal or illegal survive Change this rap game, make sure my people survive Switch it up like niggas switching threes to five Oh, a six from a O I came in the door with the full four Cause they don't pat me down no more I'm on the dance floor, passing that To my mans and them Holds the light, what you hearing to him? Hey, mind your business and shake that shit We're on tough chains, they ain't about to take my shit Fuck that Thank you. 
Music, music 
This is Chris from Turntable Lab, and I'm here with Zincane. Uh, just released a new album on DFA. Uh, it's called Mars, and he just did Turntable Lab Radio for us, and just wanted to see what's up with him. So, as we were just saying, you got a new album out. Yep. And uh, yeah, what, what's what's up with the album? How's it going for you? Album's going really well. It's yeah. uh, it's been a long it's been a long uh, process to getting it out, and it's really exciting and really relieving to to finally get the album out. Yeah. Uh, We've been doing a lot of touring, and we're going to be doing even more touring this year. Nice. That's been really exciting. It's really nice to see people's reaction. Yeah. Um, a little bit different than what I expected, but that's kind of what I hoped for. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so with the touring, I mean, I, I read that you pretty much produced the entire album, played every instrument, you know, or for the most part, you know, uh, whenever you're doing your recording. Uh, obviously, you tour with a band, I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whenever you do recording, you know, do you find yourself wanting to do it solo, or do you have other players kind of come in with you, or are you just like, you know? I I definitely like to have my own time, mm -hmm. and I like to I like to spend a lot of time doing things on my own because I I'm just 
re really nitpicky. Yeah. And I also, I might be a little bit slower than, yeah, than yeah, other yeah, people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit difficult for me to kind of explain exactly what I, I'm hearing and what I want. Sure, and sure. I, I also really kind of enjoy like the, like the tantric moment of just being on your own with your laptop on Ableton, you know, like just going crazy yeah, yeah, for yeah. hours and hours on end. That said, I, I, uh, my friend Greg Lafaro helped me co-produce a record, and we're two different people completely. He he doesn't live in New York at all. And yeah, it'd be a really amazing. It was a really amazing process where I'd spend all day working on a song or two, and uh, then I would email it to him. Yeah, you know, and I would wake up the next morning and have like this laundry list of notes of, uh, concerning the song. So yeah, that that's really exciting. And then. And then when it when it kind of comes to things that I can't do, I just call people up. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, you know, with this uh, new album, the sound is definitely different from your last two. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel you know uh, you you toured with uh, Caribou and Yesair and uh, of Montreal before? Do you feel kind of being a part of those projects and helping out with them and being on tour with them change the sound of you know or, or help change the sound of what you're doing now? Or yeah, certainly. Um, it was. It was really exciting to see bands like Gulf Montreal and Yesair kind of uh, totally embrace pop music. You know? Yeah. I was always afraid of it. I, yeah. I loved it, but I was always really afraid to. to and, I, and really, to be honest, I was afraid only because I didn't know how to create it. Yeah, that's yeah. That's kind yeah. of a weird thing to say, but that's what it was like. And also seeing a band like Caribou just, just do it, you know, like really create very, very amazing visceral right. psychedelic music and, and getting to see like the ins and outs of it and talking to all of them. Um, it really did. It, it, it More than anything, it challenged me to make better music. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm like heavily indebted to all those bands yeah. for putting my mind there. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, and I guess, you know, going back to those first two records, um, you know, it, they had a kind of a tortoise post-rock yeah, you know definitely. vibe to them you know were you heavily influenced by that you know style at the time or you know um where do you feel that stuff kind of came from yeah i mean uh, uh, tortoise is a, you know one of those they were like one of my high school bands yeah i, yeah, I yeah. love them and spiritualized and you know um, i grew up with my dad's a big jazz head so oh, cool. i grew up listening to a lot of like uh, you know bitches bruera miles and yeah. archie shep and yeah yeah stuff and, Pharaoh Sanders and stuff. So all all that kind of came together really uh, in an unorganized fashion with those records. Like I, yeah. I had all of these ideas in my mind. Like I just had to create, yeah, make, yeah, yeah. make this and that, and and it kind of came out that way. And then when I kind of had the opportunity to step back a little bit and see other people do it successfully, I I was able to organize all of my ideas. Yeah, sweet. No, that's awesome, man. Because I, I, you know, just kind of revisiting those those first two, and then you know, hearing the latest, it's awesome to hear that progression. You know, yeah. and like to hear, you know, I mean, you're you're clearly into all styles of music, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, it's awesome, you know, like I really, really appreciate it. And speaking of, I read that you know, whenever you first came to the states, you got really into punk rock. Yeah, yeah. Like what, what, you know, you were in Ohio, right? You Kent? Yeah, Kent, Ohio. Yeah. When I was in high school. So, I mean, you know, how did you feel, or like, what what bands kind of pulled you into that scene? You know, um, there was a there was a, a local record label in Kent called Donut Friends okay. that had uh, a few bands. One of them being Harry the Spy, okay. uh, another one being Party Helicopters. And there's some regional bands. 
the Universal Order of Armageddon and the Great Unraveling Mile Marker, like all yeah, of these, yeah, yeah. all these like very specific DIY post hardcore right. bands, um, and then like the West Coast stuff, you know, Festival of Dead Deer, yeah, all these like three one G and yeah, yeah, all the three one G stuff, yeah, 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 exactly. And it it was like this, it was to me this it sounded like soul music, totally, in a very weird way. Um, uh, especially this band Unwound, that was that just kind of was the epitome of yeah. of that music for me, and it really like helped me kind of it helped me transcend my feelings, you know, it's, it's similarly to what jazz did when I was growing right, up, right, right, and um, psychedelic music, yeah, you know, and the blues and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's crazy you say that because I mean I've always felt the same way that it's like there's something about it that yeah. you could hear the soul in it. Even yeah. though it's not soul music, you know, it's definitely like it's embedded in it, you know? Um, I mean, all the Swing Kids and all that mm -hmm. stuff I was really into growing up as well. Uh, and yeah, that's cool, because I didn't know, you know, exactly, like I've heard people talk about it, but I, but I didn't know exactly what bands you were into, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's cool though, that's, I mean, like that's awesome, because it actually puts a few more things together, yeah. you know, that I didn't, Absolutely. you know? Like, I love Swing Kids, they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. My, my friends and I used to have that Swing Kids picture disc. Oh, yeah, yeah. On our walls. Yeah, yeah. And they do the cover of 3-1-G on there, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Joy Division. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, with that kind of going into the new record on DFA, mm -hmm. you know, did you take any of those influences and kind of like go with it there? Like, I mean, you know, how, how did the DFA connection kind of happen? You know? That was a, that was a really like organic thing you yeah know, I, I i released a running single on my own last um i think it was beginning of march of 2012 and it was the the response was just amazing yeah. i didn't expect it at all i i uh, i put in a lot of work to get that thing out and within a month i was getting like responses from sonical records and all these people awesome. to release like a physical copy and Jonathan from DFA just randomly emailed me one day and he said, I like the song and I want to hear more. Right. And um, after <clears> listening <throat> to the record, he was he wanted to put it out. You know? That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I, I did not expect it at all. I didn't really, I didn't really know like what was happening at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, similarly, uh, City Slang in Europe, the same way that Christoph was one of the first supporters of Sincane yeah. uh, after the after I stopped playing with the Acer and he's been so incredibly supportive him and Severin at the label awesome. there. Um, yeah and, and and I guess like the it's really funny because the the whole hardcore thing is has come totally full circle. Like Severin from City Slang is a really big hardcore kid. Like, oh really? Yeah and like the DIY aesthetic of, of DFA I was super drawn to. Yeah it, yeah yeah yeah. Um, so it, it seems like the family is really solid. You yeah. Know, and, um, that was kind of how hardcore and DIY culture really allowed me to become who I am and like taught me everything that I know. Totally. And it's still there and it'll always be there. And yeah. it seems like the, the spirit and the joy right, of right, making right. music in that sense is there with all the labels. Yeah. And stuff. No, I mean, even, you know, with running, it, it sounds like that. You know, yeah. like you get that punk rock sense out of it, yeah. you know, where it's just kind of, and then even with the video, it helps even more to where it feels like, it's like, he has a message, you know, like, there's like, you know, it's this rebellion in like, yeah. you know, there's shit going on, like, you need to like, get your, your words out or whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, it's really, really awesome. Um, so, again, thank you for doing 
the you know turntable lab radio let's talk about your your dj set that you just did yeah uh you know obviously it kind of went everywhere yeah uh and you were saying that it's you know you almost uh stopped making music for a little while to kind of pursue some djing yeah uh tell us a little bit about the set you know like what what uh what can we expect to hear on there and what what did you you know like what did you go through um i I really recently got into dance music, and yeah. it was something that I never thought I would ever get into. Uh, I think everyone says that, but just like any music, and just like any kind of visceral uh, experience, you just you have that one time where the stars align and everything sounds great. Yeah. And, um, so I really got into that, and then I started. I kind of started making all these crazy connections with. Disco, and then like Bohannon, and like um, African music, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And I I really got into all of that kind of stuff, and I I realized how fun it was to just kind of listen to it, yeah. play it, you know, back yeah. and forth and stuff. So there's a lot of a lot of dancing. Um, uh, I think really what what set me off on it all was uh, the Caribou guys. Yeah, you know, they they've always been into electronic music and yeah. Kieran had them from Quartet and stuff. Right, right. Uh, and just hearing them do it tastefully really inspired me. Totally, so yeah. Kind of made me want to get into it a little bit more. Yeah. So there's a bunch of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting with the the Daphne record that just came out and then the, the Fortet Pink record. Like, yep. I see a lot of similarities there. Yeah. And I've always considered Caribou and Fortet, like, I get them mixed up all the time. <laughs> because it's like, to me, they're the same brain. You yeah, know? yeah. And it, it's it's cool to hear you say, you know, something similar along those lines. Because, I mean, they are clearly coming from the same page. Yeah, definitely. You know? um, sweet, man. Well, I mean, yeah, thank you again. And uh, I mean that—that's all for us, you know. Like, uh, what can we expect, you know, in the new year from you? A lot of touring and lots of touring. Uh, hopefully, working on some new music and you know, just spreading love all over the world. Yeah, just trying to, trying to, trying to do it. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, thank you again. And uh, this is Chris from Turntable Lab. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Peace. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Turntable awesome. Lab Radio.